The information provided is not a substitute for legal and other professional advice where the facts and circumstances warrant. People should always consult their own legal or other professional advisors and discuss the facts and circumstances that apply to their specific circumstances. The information shared on Ask the Landlord is for educational purposes only. Hi, everyone, and we're back with another episode of Ask the Landlord with our favorite landlord, Albert Dweck. I'm Melissa. I'm one of Albert's producers and a former New York City, Pittsburgh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and Washington, D.C. renter. And together, we're going to be asking this landlord some questions. If you have a question for Albert, call us and leave us a voicemail on the Ask the Landlord hotline. That number is 646-580-3015. How are you, Albert? I'm well, Melissa. How are you? I'm great. I'm so good. I'm back in Pittsburgh, so we're very happy. You're a homeowner now, so so <laughs> I fun. am. We will talk about that. Thank you. All right. So the question they have today is, what happens when a tenant needs an emergency fix in the middle of the night? Do you have a story to share, a toilet overflowing, something like that? What happens? Yeah. That's a that's a great question, Melissa. I think the first step when you ask that question is to know for everybody to know what's an emergency, right? And I think people use that word too uh, loosely. And you know, it's mm-hmm. nice to make sure you define for yourself as a landlord and for the residents. Hey these are emergencies. Like what's an emergency? Emergency is no power. You know, that's for sure an emergency, right? No heat in the winter, an emergency. No, no water, an emergency, right? A cockroach, not an emergency. emergency, Right. Right. Uh, A broken kitchen cabinet door, not not an emergency, emergency, right? Mm -hmm. A cracked in something, not an emergency, right? But for certain people, and we all know why, you know, you know, you know, certain people are like, look, everything's got to be in a certain place. And to me, it's an emergency if everything is not perfectly done. So mm-hmm. we all, you know, we understand that everyone's different. And, but, you know, there are things that, uh, you know, are emergencies. For example, what happened, uh, I have a couple of examples recently. Um, one was, and it happened to be one of my, one of my employees was living in, in an apartment and in the middle of the night, he, his, his ceiling was leaking because we had oh. like a backup on the roof and it was literally leaking onto, onto his bed. You know, <gasps> I mean, it's an emergency because, it has to be dealt with right away. Like it's like, uh, 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 and it can get worse and worse, you know? So that's, you know, what we do there is, uh, what my wife says, and, and this is really the landlord's life is like, it's you're on call 24 hours a day mm-hmm. because people are, people are living in the properties and emergencies happen like an emergency happens in your own house. You know, you got to take care of it right away. You know, there's no, Mm -hmm. uh, it is what it is, you know, some to the best of your ability, obviously natural disasters, things like that. You know, you, sometimes it takes days to handle things like that, right? When there's no power to the whole neighborhood, what do you do? You know, that's happening. Right. Um, so you, 
you obviously, I'm going to say the common obvious things you stop, you try to stop the source of the problem and then, and then you deal with cleaning it up, you know? So immediately you try to, you know, you obviously make sure that no one's being harmed or, and, or property's not being harmed. Um, a codicil of this conversation is, you know, my, my employee had a lot of nice things and they got damaged from the leak above. The leak wasn't our fault. It was like leaves, uh, you know, collecting and the drain didn't drain and the roof was fine, but then it leaked because there was water that shouldn't have been an area that shouldn't have been fine, but we fixed it. But his stuff got ruined, right? And, 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 you know, and he's telling me, oh, I have these things. I'm like, you know, honestly, you're supposed to have renter's insurance. It's not expensive to have renter's insurance. Relative to the cost of your apartment, these days, renter's insurance, you can buy for $200 a year and it covers your stuff. So we had this in earlier episodes, but you're like, oh, I, what about my stuff? And I'm like, renters should have renter's insurance because it's a, it's a very low cost and it's in the lease like that we have. It's a very low cost for you to have. And if something happens, uh, you're, the, the landlord doesn't cover your stuff. Okay. So you gotta, right. you gotta, there's companies that do that. You, you, it's, it's a low cost thing to, to have. Right. So mm-hmm. I encourage everyone to have. So, you know, being attentive to the emergency, knowing that they do happen, having a protocol as far as an, a landlord owner, if, if I'm not available, I mean, I have a team of people, like I have a guy that's on call and if he can't, if you can't get him, you mm-hmm. get somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. uh, worst case scenario, obviously, it's an emergency. You call the fire department or something like that. That's crazy. But, you know, because they they yeah. knock in the walls and uh, and ask questions later, you know. Right. Like, do you have a super on call 24-7 or multiple yeah, supers? We have, a, we have a rotation. So they are on call. I didn't know that. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And we have weekend guys. You know, we say, okay, whose turn is it? We like go on a, like a rotation. Um, but yeah, I mean, these things happen and sometimes we got to get up in the middle of the night and to deal with them, you know, um, and the I had cha- another, the cha- go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you- no as I say, the chain of command would be the, the renter would call you or they would call someone on your team and then you would deploy a super or the professional, right? It used to be when I had less properties, they would call me. Um, and then. Now I have, um, uh, they, they, they can, they, the super on call gets, the emergency line gets, dials a super on call. We have like a system where, you know, after hours, if someone calls, it goes directly to the super. Um, there's other people also uh, on the, um, in our phone system. So, you know, we have a property manager that's supervisor, other people. So usually get a hold of somebody um, in pretty short order. Uh, and with a lot of my properties, my people live in and around the neighborhood. So, you know, there's always, they're not far, you know, and I don't live far either. So um, that's the way we manage things. Um, and it's important to, between landlords and, and residents to communicate as to, okay, look, 
if there's an emergency, you call this number. Then this this is when you know this is who this is who the people are. This is where they are, so that you know really how to get a hold of people or who's going to respond to that. Um, uh, for example, where I live, there's really very little emergency guys. Like the guys, one guy lives in Staten Island, right? I'm in Manhattan, <laughs> and and the other guy lives in New Jersey. So you're like, okay, so an emergency happens. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened? no one's coming. No <laughs> one's coming. Like I got to get my own guys, my own, you know, to, to different. So, yeah. So that's something that you, you, well, then like something that happened to us in emergency, like we have an elevator, we got stuck in the elevator. My kids got stuck in the elevator. Oh no. Or on, on the weekend. So, how do you, so, you know, then what happens is you could call the emergency number for the landlord and then the landlord has to have people that are going to come take care of it, like the elevator people. So I don't have to have a super, let's say I have a roofer or a plumbing leak. I call a plumber that comes on an emergency basis, but you got to have that set up. Like you, if you're going to. You, you, you too. Like you, you now. You're in the house. You should, you should have a plumber, a plumber's number that you that you have a relationship with. That, you know, comes for whatever. But if you have an emergency, you know, you're not calling someone cold. They say, look, what if if there's an emergency? What do I do? You know, you call you call oh, somebody yeah. that you, you know. So no, I- that's why it's good. it's good to develop relationships. For everybody to develop relationships, like what happens in a emergency, and then now that you're saying that, and I'm saying this, it's and these things have happened, and they do happen all around the country. And now I'm encouraging you now that you're settled down, is to also plan for natural disasters, evacuations, things like that, and emergencies that are out of your control. That so that you have. You know, like a rat, like a bag, like a go bag. Your your water supply, emergency supplies, in a place that you can. What if something? What if uh, you know you have a big flood? You know, and oh, you're and scaring me. Out. No, no, it knocks out the power, and you don't have you're, whatever. You need to have. Uh, you need to have like prepared for that. You yeah, know? absolutely. I got to stock up. You know, we had you know we had nine eleven in New York City and. The world shut down. I mean, we had a Hurricane Sandy, Andy. you know, it, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. And it was a life-changing event. I mean, you know, you, you, you know, I had eight feet of water in my, in the first level of my house. Okay. Like, dude, that's, that's an emergency and everyone had it. So now what do you do? Like, like, so you had to be ready to go somewhere, do something. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't leave, you know. So you, you, my friends have wildfire problems in California. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so those are emergencies that are bigger than call the plumber emergency, right? What do you do? Right? Right. So now you, homeowner, we had this problem here. Sometime, you know, this is, uh, I'm in New Jersey now, you know, the power went out with a major storm or something and it went out for like three days. 
I'm like, so now we have a generator for emergencies. Doesn't it doesn't solve everything, but some of the key things in the house get supported by a generator, like the refrigerator, air conditioning on certain floor or whatever. But that's something to think about. You like so. So there's uh, there's two points there. There's I guess the you're asking me what a landlord does in an emergency. I'm like, do what we can to fix the situation so that everyone's safe and has the, what they need. But then there's a lot of preparation that people should have on their own, given where they live, about something that can happen that you don't necessarily, you know, look, I didn't think that people were going to fly airplanes into the buildings and shut down Manhattan. You know, my wife was uh, pregnant, nine months pregnant, and do. Okay. And our, our, our physician was in Manhattan. We lived in Brooklyn at the time. And you're like, we couldn't get into Manhattan. Oh my God. That is terrifying. Imagine you're getting worse and you can't get to Manhattan. How do you go? Like the Manhattan was shut down from 34th street to the, to the, to the downtown. Like, so we had to go around up North and then come oh down God. from the North. And, and it was a different, it was, but, you have to prepare for the these things that are, could be out of your control. So mm-hmm. some thought into what are we going to do if there's no power for three days? What are we going to do? You know, the people in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Hurricane Maria or something. Maria, yeah. You know, they didn't have power. They didn't have water for three months. It's like unimaginable. Three months of no running water? I mean <laughs> – how do you how do you deal with that? Right. right. But I'm I'm inviting you I'm inviting you to start thinking about it. You know. You're right. Um, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely so going to get an emergency kit going. <laughs> yeah, just think or think about it or plan. Yeah. yeah, plan. And you could look on the in on the internet like what I should have or and you think about also you know. Um, I don't know. I think about this, but you know, I don't know. In New York what? City, I'm going to say things. You know, in New York City, we think about if we're going to, someone's going to drop a nuclear bomb. Oh, bomb. Like, where are they going to bomb? You know, like Pittsburgh's not going to be a place they're going to bomb, but maybe, maybe they hit New York City, you know? So, so what are you going to do? You have bomb shelters, Albert? No. So, you, so, you go- so, you know, there are, there are places that have bomb shelters, but you, mm-hmm. you do think about yeah. what would, what would happen if that's the case? Whatever. You try to think through these eventual eventualities or these possibilities of things happening and plan for them. I um, do that a lot, Albert. It's I do. It's the worst case scenario, even in like the most mundane situation, right? Like you're going to your in-laws. What's the worst case scenario? Be prepared and then you can get over it easily, hopefully, and you have the right knowledge ahead of time. So Yeah. And, and, and then also I think it's don't forget that there's three kinds of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. There's what you know you know, what you know you don't know, and what you don't know you don't know. And you'll never know what you don't know. Right. So <laughs> you should talk to somebody, other people about what might go wrong where you live mm-hmm. because you're thinking with what you know and there are other people that might know different things. So Definitely. it's good to be prepared. Um, it's fine. You know, those are, 
And then I'll tell you, I just want to relay one more story about an emergency. Emergencies are hard for everybody. You know, whenever they happen, it's very expensive to deal with, right? It's, it's, uh, it takes, it's very stressful because it interrupts regular life. I had one tenant um, not too long ago that got their key stuck in the door. Uh, and it happened to have been some their fault. But, you know, then at 1030 at night, they can't lock their door or close their door. It's certainly mm-hmm. it's an emergency. It becomes an emergency. Yeah. Right? Now. So now and I don't know how, you know, think about locksmiths. But now my guys are now I need to call a locksmith, an emergency locksmith. Something that could have been $100 is now $500, you know? Oof. And it's the, it, was, it was no question that it was the tenant's fault, but let's put it aside. My super was there. He couldn't deal with it. He couldn't handle it uh, on site. And we had to call, and we, 1030 at night, now I'm dealing with this for an hour. It's almost midnight. And we call the emergency locksmith. The locksmith comes. The bill's $500. The tenant didn't even say thank you. Oh, he, yeah. That forget forget offering to pay. Mm-hmm. Forget saying oh it was my fault. Mm-hmm. How about I appreciate how you dealt how you handled that emergency, and I know it was it was stressful. I know it was expensive, and it may have been my fault. It may not, but you know what? I appreciate it. No one said that. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. That's where yeah, no, that's, that's, I just want, you know, part of this podcast is to say, look, people are people and mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta realize that, you know, yes, people are, are in service. You have to be uh, working with each other and understanding that there's human beings on both mm-hmm. sides of this and that you're waking up the super in the middle of the night, right? You're waking up the locksmith guy in the middle of the night, you're waking up me in the middle of the night. All of us, and we all want to help you, right? And you're like, could you be a little more understand? I understand it's an inconvenience having to be an emergency, but let's let's be a little bit, you know. And that's what really like they had a they have a way of thinking about landlords that's bad, right? And that's not our that's not our thinking here. It's like, well, we're here to help, we're here to serve you, and you got to realize it's a two way street. Definitely, we're human. Absolutely. No, I think that's a great point to close on because um, just be nice. And if you do have an emergency in the middle of the night, like you said, first of all, assess, is this an emergency? Number one, can I handle this myself? Stop the problem. If it's a real emergency, call 911 or the fire department, right? And then if not, just hope for the best and be nice to your landlord and super because, yeah, they're just trying to help. So thank you, Albert. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And prepare, prepare, prepare. Be ready. Definitely. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. For more episodes, please subscribe to Ask the Landlord on your favorite podcast platform. We'd appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch the show, check out our Ask the Landlord YouTube channel. If you have a question for Albert, feel free to contact him on Instagram at AskTheLandlord and check out his TikTok at AskTheLandlord. Bridging the gap between landlords and tenants, this has been Ask the Landlord. Thanks for listening. Thank you.